We're going to start this podcast with a word of wisdom. Okay. okay. The wisdom is, if you're high on meth or marijuana, don't ride a bicycle. And why would you say that? <laughs> Solid advice. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you, now, can anyone argue with that? <laughs> no. That's a safe thing. The reason I, I brought it up is there was a new study from a, from a group called Health Day it says more than 11,000 people in the U.S. were treated for bike injuries related to substance use. And then they say uh, methamphetamine and marijuana are the most common substances associated with bike crash, crash patients. That now, makes now sense. Why, why would you even do a study on that? It'd be like saying, you know, uh, it's like saying don't drive if you're drunk, right? It's true. Because your, your reflexes are, uh, anyway. I read that and I thought, well, it's, it's, maybe it was a government-funded study, study and our, our taxes went to that. Aren't you glad? Oh, I'm, I'm really glad. What I would be interested in is scooter accidents. Is what? Scooter accidents. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Odyssey House Journals. I thought I'd start out with that word of wisdom. So now you all know, it. don't ride a bike if you're high on meth or marijuana. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Randall Carlisle, <laughs> along with Rachel Santizo. Manny is our guest today. Uh, and this is one of the most watched and listened to podcasts dealing with addiction and recovery. And we'd like to extend an invitation, especially on... What's what's the platform that we're on that we'd like to get some some reviews and ratings? All of them. So YouTube, iHeart, Facebook, all the social platforms. What what is the, what's the one where we where we're looking for? Do you do you know Kenny? Kenny's our engineer. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. if you are watching or listening to this, uh, if you if if the if the platform you're on has some way to. Uh, give us a rating or a review yeah. or a comment. We'd love exactly. to hear from you and we'll tailor our future podcast to deal with some of the topics you'd like to see covered. And so, that's what we'd absolutely. really like to do is reach the community and what sure. the community wants. Because we don't always know what was, was that your phone? So Welcome. Darn, Manny. <laughs> one of the things you got to realize when you're doing a podcast is you turn your phone to silence. <laughs> I did that. I've done that <laughs> he's before, done that so too. Many times. So, so. He's, just, he's just happy it's you, not him this time. <laughs> exactly. So our guest is Manny Lopez. Mm -hmm. uh, welcome, Manny. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, do you want to tell us maybe a little of your story? And you're in recovery now, right? Absolutely. How long? I've got a little over two and a half years. Really? I All right. Do you see how Thank proudly you. he said that, too? Uh, Absolutely. Well, I mean, people, people who who haven't dealt with addiction yeah. uh, or know somebody with addiction, don't realize the struggle that you go through to get to the point that mm -hmm. Manny's at. So what, tell us a little about your story, how it began and, and, and where you are now. Okay. So my name is Manny Lopez. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And what that means to me is that I show up when I say I'm going to show up and my word has value. Uh, my, mm -hmm. my story started at a real young age, my mother was was into drugs. Uh, my stepfather was into drugs. So drugs were in the house. Um, my you, mother you saw them as you were growing yes. up and you knew that that was going on. Yeah. So it was it was the norm. OK. In 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 the community that I grew up in. Uh, I'm from Salt Lake. I'm from the west side of Salt Lake. Uh, my mother lost us to the state. I have. Two brothers, two sisters. She lost mm -hmm. us to the state when I was 
eight or nine. Uh, but so you remember that pretty well. I, I do. I do. My siblings are all younger than me, so they really didn't know what was going on. But I, I knew what was going on. Um, and so I immediately started acting out. Did you go to the same foster care system as your brothers and sisters? In the beginning, in the beginning, there was a family that took all five of us in. Okay. Um, and from there, I was acting out. And so they said, we got to get this kid away from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And so that that began my journey in the system. So I bounced placement to placement after that. Eventually, around 12 years old, I just started running from these placements and and that's how I got involved in the criminal justice system. Uh, at 16, I was involved in a drug deal that didn't go how it was supposed to go. And I ended up shooting somebody. At 16? At 16. Whoa. And what were you thinking <clears throat> at the time? Because you're 16 and you're dealing drugs. What did that do for you? I was thinking that I have to take care of myself. Mm. Um, and so I was on the run from placements from foster homes. So I couldn't go to school. Okay. And I was too young to work. I mean, at 16, I probably looked like I was 13. I did not look my age at all. What were you selling at 16? Meth. Okay. From there, uh, I was certified as an adult and sent out to prison. So I went to prison when I was 17. Ooh. Mm. From 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, I was in prison. That's that's where I had to do most of my growing up. Like it was get with it or get run over. Um, yeah. And do you feel like that enabled that criminality? Thinking? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it encouraged it as well. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I obviously gravitated to the people that I was familiar with, which was the people from my city. Um, and so, you know, the gang and drug lifestyle were just intertwined like that survival for you right what so what happened after you served your first term so i, I got out when i was 23 years old so and, and, and so i was 17 to 23 you're in prison i was you're still yes. a baby oh i know okay yeah. <laughs> you got out. I, i'm just sort of shocked by that a hell of a way to grow up it's yeah. sad it's heartbreaking yeah. really I, I, but it's a reality and it's 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 mm-hmm, the reality sure. that more people go through than than you probably would really think. I mean, um, I wasn't the only young guy in there. Yeah. Um, so you get out. But when you're young, when you're young like that and you go in there, you kind of pray. Yeah. Right. And so either you you choose the side that you're going to be with and, and you stick with them and it doesn't matter which side you choose they're going to manipulate you to do things that you're uncomfortable doing. And you're talking right. about gang. Yeah. You Hold choose. this, go do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Things that they're, that they don't want to do themselves. And so they send the young dumb kids to do it that are trying to prove themselves and to be a part of something. Yeah. And you do this for protection in prison because you're protected by the gang you're hanging out with. It, it's, it is a form of protection. I think it's more LAR. It's more for the love, approval, and respect oh, okay. to yeah. be a part of something. I mean, at that age, you're you're in prison, and you don't. I didn't have my family, right? And so I needed to substitute that with something. Okay. And so the gang was the substitution. Yeah. Uh, so I got out when I was 23 years old, and I went right back to the same environment. Uh, went to the halfway house, and I, I think I was only out for a month that time. And then you went back. And I went back. For violation. For a violation. 
Um, and that became my pattern for the next 20 years. Jeez. You look like you're only 25. How could you it's have been true, true. You do. You do. <laughs> I'm 37 years. I'll be 38 next month. Okay. So you did. So you had that in and out stuff going on for a long time. A long time. How did it finally stop? So I had this desire that, and, and I knew I was worth so much more throughout my whole life. I, I just, I knew I was worth so much more than what I was allowing myself to be a part of. The problem was I, I didn't feel like I had many options or any options at all, yeah. uh, especially at that age. I mean, the gangs and the drug lifestyle becomes a crutch that you lean on. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because you've got a record. You, you can't find jobs. You can't get housing. You can't be with, with everything going on in your past. Right. So, so you see that as your only choice, I guess. Right. And, and then and the tattoos as well. I mean, they're more socially acceptable now, but back then, if kind of if you had a tattoo, like, they're like, uh, no. And, if, yeah. and if, you're, if you're listening to this and not, you can watch this on YouTube, uh, but if you're just listening to this, describe your, your tattoo. You do have very visible tattoos. I do. Right? I do from my chin down, uh, both my arms, my chest, the back. By your eye. I think the face yeah. tattoo people I have a face tattoo. Yeah. They just judge right away. Yeah. So so you face all these obstacles and you got out and you're still with you're still living the gang lifestyle. Yeah. So about three years ago, maybe four, I decided enough was enough with the gangs. Mm. I mean, the manipulation, the you're my friend, then you're not, then you're my friend, then you're not. Come back, get away, come back. All of that, it was just I saw the destructiveness and I saw the hurt that it was causing people. And I just, I didn't want to be a part. And it was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do was say, I don't want to be a part of this anymore because like I said, it was a crutch and it was family and you build bonds with these people. Sure. Um, what helped me was I had a daughter. She was a newborn. I was trying to get my life together for her and the woman I was with at the time the addiction, it just overpowered all of that. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going back for a violation. And I had a lot of resentment because I I felt like the reason I got taken back, I shouldn't have got taken back. I was really trying. Um, but I said enough was enough. Um, and I and I I'm, I made my gang jump me out of the gang on the main yard in the prison, um, which you don't, you don't see that a lot, right? Like people will say, okay, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And they'll walk away. And then a week later they're back in it because their friends rolling back in. But I had to make a statement. I had to like, this is it. Like, so all the gangs were on the yard. Right. And. And that's how you really get out of a gang is being jumped out and not yeah. walking away. Yeah. And you did this in the prison yard. In the prison yard. What was the response from people? I mean, I would have thought they would have beat the crap out of me. I did. I got. Yeah. I did. I got. I got beat up pretty bad. I when I, finally when I, I mean, I fought my best, but I was overpowered, of course. Yeah. Um, and when I was on the ground and I was out, they consistently stomped on my head. Um, and these are stories that I hear from people that watched it. Yeah. Right. And all the all the gangs were were sitting there watching it. Because um, they have to prove their point. For too. me, it was necessary. Yeah, they had yeah. to prove their point. No, they had to show everyone else. This is yeah. what happens yeah. when you do what he's doing. Yeah. Right. right. And I forced their hand because they tried to talk me out of it. 
um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, they don't want to do that. First off, they don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Right? And then catch more charges. Right. Um, but I forced it. Right. And I, and I told them, you don't want to let me walk away just by me saying I'm done. Right. Right. I feel like I've done enough for for this cause that I should be given that respect like other people. OK, you know, you don't want to you want to go be a man of God or you want to go be a family man. Then here's our blessing. But they didn't give me that option. And so I pushed I pushed that option. And so I started swinging. Right. OK, well, then we're going to do it like this because I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And that's, and the if process. that's what it takes. Then that's what I'm going to do. Wow. So what happened? So you get jumped out of your gang. Right. And then, then what happens? So then so I thought my life was just going to be so much better after that. Right. Take this away. And it was going to be so much better. But it wasn't. It kind of got worse. Right. Because all of a sudden I didn't have that crutch anymore. Yeah. And so I had the addiction. I had the behaviors. Which drug? Meth, heroin. Okay. Um, and then a little bit later, basalt. Um, so keep going. I just. I'm sorry. <laughs> just wondering. Yeah. So. I, I still would go in and out of prison for like the next few years. Wow. Um, and then what what changed that? So. My daughter was probably three years old now, and I was still in in my same crap out here, right? Um, I was in a stolen vehicle, driving reckless. I ended up hitting another vehicle in Murray, and when I hit that vehicle, somebody pulled over to help. And I jumped out of the stolen vehicle and tried to, and I jumped in their vehicle to try and take their vehicle and Ooh. take off. Luckily, they took the keys out when they got out of the vehicle. Mm. Or my situation could have been so much worse. Yeah. Um, so many other people would have been put in danger. And then the cops arrived. They they arrested me. They took me back to prison. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that phone. <laughs> okay, so you go back again. So, so I go back again. And this is where I had my awakening, where like enough is enough, Manuel. What are you going to do? Because now you're facing so much time. Those are serious charges, right? It's... It's basically it's it's an attempted carjacking, right? Right, which is five years to life if I get convicted of that. Adding up on top of all the other of, charges. Of all the other charges. So I I fought these charges in prison for seventeen months, but while I was in there this time, I I said I, I've got to do something. You know, I've got to take it out of the Board of Pardons' hands because my history with the Board of Pardons is not good. Yeah. So if, if, he's yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> if I let them make the decision, I'm going to do probably 10 years. So I, I started I started working my program. I, I did the Conquest program, which is a 12-month um, residential substance abuse cognitive behavioral therapy program. Right. I did that. Uh, the good thing about that was I got into leadership there. And I figured out I can be my own leader and I'm, I'm a good leader and I go in a good direction. Um, so I graduated that program and I did every other class that I could take, right? Uh, seven Habits for Highly Effective People helped me so much. Uh, just every class that I could take. So when it came time for sentencing with the judge, 
I, I let the judge know, look, your honor, I've done everything that I can do programming wise. If, if what you want out of me is time, that's all you're going to get. But if you give me this chance to get out and go to a residential program, I will take this opportunity and I will run with it. And the prosecutor, by the way, did not want this at all. Did at, at all. She fought tooth and nail. In the end, I think my hard work paid off. Yeah. And the judge gave me, he said, look, I'm, I'm going to sentence you to prison on this, but I'm going to suspend the sentence and I'm going to put you on 36 months probation. So now I'm on parole and probation at the same time. Right. Um, and so the Board of Pardons, they, they, they can't look at the probation stuff because it's not in their jurisdiction. So I got let out and I got let out fast, like three weeks later. Yeah. And I went I went to Odyssey House. Um, during all this, the first the first person that wrote me back when I was trying to get into a program was Rachel Santizo. Wow. Rachel. This yeah. is the, my the angel of mercy. <laughs> yeah. um, and that letter meant so much. So I went to Odyssey. I think House. I remember you were working at Odyssey at the time, Rachel. <laughs> I, I and, was and, working at Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Okay. It's all coming back. Definitely. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, so I came to Odyssey. I ran an honest program. I was at the downtown house. And I was, when I was there, it was, it was, a, it was, hard to separate yourself from everybody else because you got a lot of prison guys coming out you're right um a lot of federal guys there and then people off the streets um and i was intertwined in all those circles somehow throughout my history i'm from this city yeah right so i know these people and so i had to separate myself and that was another hard thing that i had to do because the reputation right how people think of you the lar yeah but I did it. I did it. I made a commitment coming in. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, right? When I said I'm committed, that means I'm all in. And and that's what I did. Which has absolutely been true yeah. from everything I've seen. Which is a great attitude to have. Odyssey it's with as opposed to, I hate this and I'm not going to do any of the yeah. stuff they want me to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it was kind of difficult in the beginning because, okay, I'm just at first, especially to staff, I'm just another prison guy with that sure. can talk good, you know, guy going to the groups and I, I, I talk decent. Um, and so automatically the guards up, right? He's just yeah. one of those slick talkers that's yeah, right. trying to yeah. get over Bunch on us. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I, I had, I had to prove it and, and I did prove it. And I, I mean, I did residential pretty much in record time. Um, but I think I was prepared because I had done conquest before that. I was oh, holding people right, accountable. Right. So when I went in there, I you were I was ready. Like, yeah. Well, so where are you today? I noticed you have a ring on your fingers. So tell me, tell <laughs> me do. where you're you at today. Like that, <laughs> I might know his wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm in a happily loving, loving, committed relationship. Mm -hmm. My wife is in recovery as well. She just, she just drug her. I couldn't be where I am today without her. Mm -hmm. She is amazing. She, we work in the same field together. We work at the same job together, We're, but we both work for treatment center. Uh, she's a, a house manager for the female sober living and she's an intern as well, which is what I am. I manage four sober livings and I'm an, in, I'm an intern as well. I'm going to school wow. for this. Manage. He's, he's giving back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The people that I related to the most when I was doing treatment were the people that have been there. The people that said, you know what, I get it. I get what you're going through. Don't give up because it gets it's it gets better. 
that lived experience. Right, and so I, I him and that process. Yeah, him and his wife also, right. also got a, it. a lot of outsiders wonder why why do you have it? Why do you have somebody who was uh, in prison and a drug addict? Supervising yeah. other drug addicts who've been in prison, right. but, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right? tattoos on their face. Yeah. They respect you. Yeah, I feel like I get. I, I, I'm able to go places when I'm doing these individual sessions with clients that maybe the therapist can't go. Sure, because mm-hmm. there's there's no relatability. Yeah, and that's a so him and his wife also got certified peer support. Yeah, like they're peer, my favorite as well. couple. Wow. How's, how's all this make you feel? I mean, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I and mean, you're, you're proud of what you what you've accomplished. Absolutely, you've accomplished a hell of a lot. Yeah. And what about your daughter? My daughter, she's so beautiful. So I, I currently haven't seen. You're not my daughter. biased. <laughs> Go ahead. Currently, I haven't seen my daughter for two months. Uh, I'm kind of in a custody battle right now. When I started getting my life together, and I started making a statement that look, I I want my my daughter, I want to be a father. Um, her grandmother didn't like that, and she wants to keep her, which is understandable. She's 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 raised her since she was a baby. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate it, but it's time for me to do my part. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to let her be a grandma and be a father. I mean, so that's what I'm doing. So I've got a lawyer. The lawyer is is helping with this case. She has a lawyer um, and soon, soon she'll be home with me. Yeah. Wow. I'm doing, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, right? I'm doing the next right thing, the next right thing, right? I'm putting the next pearl on the string. Where do you see Love the that. future for Manny? I mean, eventually I, I would like to have my own program. I would like to start my own program. Wow. You'll do it if you, if you keep, uh, it, it, you have the most amazing attitude. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you for having such a great attitude. I I, um, I facilitate a family support group, and most of their adult kids are going through what you've gone through, and they want to know what it is that made you turn around and and going from a shitty attitude to like this positive person yeah. who's contributing to the world. What was it? I mean, you said you had a belief in yourself, but you didn't for all those years. Right. Right. I mean, was there one turning point? It, it was. It was it was it was knowing that. What I. OK, it was. It was my daughter. OK. okay. Understanding that, that understanding that that. I set the example for the type of man that she's going to allow into her life. Right. So if I'm in and out of prison and I'm constantly getting high and running the streets, then the likelihood of her ending up with somebody like that is very high, very high. Right. I believe that that a girl's first love is their father. Right. And so I need to set that example of the type of guy that she'll allow into her life. I love those like humble face slaps that we get. They're so necessary <laughs> in our life. I heard also, well, okay, I didn't hear, but um, that you rap. And so I love bringing this stuff out because we are so creative um, and we're so amazing with our talents. And so tell us about your rapping really quick. Yeah, I think so we're I, almost out of time. I, I probably haven't made a song for about a month. It's just life gets so busy in this field, yeah. right? Uh, but I, I do, I do make music and it's recovery based. Um, it's on YouTube. 
SL Manny Boy. Um, I got to perform at Recovery Day, right? Rachel brought me out yeah, Recovery wow. Day in Ogden. Mm-hmm. I got to perform. Um, yeah, doing very well. I work, I work for a, an amazing program that's, you know, that it's giving me the opportunity like look if you want to do this then 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 we'll, we'll give you that chance mm-hmm. right and i'm excelling there right i work for a wow. program called papillon papillon is right you know they they, they gave me my foot in the door i became a peer sport specialist um and then they said come be a house manager and wow. now i'm an intern wow we're out of time yeah. believe it or not um i i gotta tell you we've done 130 of these podcasts or something. And you're one of the most impressive people I've ever met. <laughs> Thank you so much, Randall. Uh, you're just, uh, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and on behalf of the, of the world out there, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that's It's what, been an honor. It's, it's very, very privileged to be able to come on here and speak with you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, from day one, you've done everything you said you're going to do and then more. So I can't wait to see what the rest. Yeah. The future <laughs> that is you right bring, for yeah. Manny Lopez. Yeah. Just do the next right thing. Just do the Every next day. Right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Manny. Thanks, Rachel. And thank, thank you. you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals. Thank you.